My friends, we are about to embark on the most odious, the most evil, the most diabolical scheme of my illustrious career. Vincent Price? Why are you party crashing my intro for this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast? Reflux capacitors, fluxing, crew to stations. Scanning for the Great Mouse Detective, 1986. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I am your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I am joined by your exo and mine, Paul, the PaulJPowers.com Powers. What did you call me? I'm glad to be here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also, for this discussion of the film The Great Mouse Detective, we welcome aboard for the first time LPCS Clinical Supervisor at Uprising Addiction Center, as well as an enjoyer of reading movies and Sherlock Holmes. Welcome, Damara Mora. Hey, Damara. Hey, how are y'all? Doing well. Glad you're here, Damara. And in addition, we are glad to have back aboard Clergy Officer of the Pod, Dallas Mora. Hello. Well, you wait. You guys both have the last name of Mora. Are you related or something? Yes. Wow. Aren't we all by great 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 grandfather Noah? We're a little bit closer. We're siblings. Whoa. Whoa. Sibling attack. All right. Well, now they have a quick flyby of who we all are. Paul, can you give us a quick overview of production specs for the Great Mouse Detective? All right. The Great Louse Detective what? is the sixth episode in the 14th season of the animated television series, The Simpsons. What is happening? Oh, I'm glad I watched that. It's uh, rated TVG, runs 22 minutes, and is directed by Stephen Paul, D. Paul, yes? Paul. Okay, I'm going to go around real quick. Okay. Tamara, what, what thing did you watch for this uh, podcast? Well, I think it had mouse in it and detective. You know. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why I watched the Great Mouse de- Mouse Detective. Mouse Detective that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Fine, I'll go back <laughs> and watch the Great Mouse Detective. Yes. All right, it's Disney. Fine. I'm sure you'll love it. All right, me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the Great Mouse Detective was released July second, nineteen eighty six, and runs an hour and fourteen minutes. Is rated hmm. G and is directed by Ron Clements, Bernie Mattinson, and David Michener. Michener, sorry, David Michener. Who's maybe written by Peter Young, Vance Gary, and Steve Hewlett, with lead stars being Vincent Price, Barry Ingram, and Val Bet- Betton. And music was composed by Henry Pink Panther Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> and are you ready for the box office trivia game? I am ready. Demera and Dallas, are you guys ready to guess where this placed in 1986's box office? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And everyone <laughs> in chat, you are welcome to join in as well. Go for it, Paul. All right. The Great Mouse Detective was made for about $14 million and earned over $23 million in the box oh. office. All right. So given this fact, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released theatrically in 1986? We'll go for the top 50. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, Demera first. What is your guess? Mm, I'm trying to remember everything that may have come out in that year because that was here before I was born. Oh, well, you have 50 choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with maybe the top uh I'm just going to say 29. How about that? 29. All right. I like it. Dallas, what's your guess? Pick your I'm poison. I'm going to go uh, 28. 12, Price is riding your sister. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, in chat, we have several guesses. Let's see. Um, whoa, you guys are going so fast. Uh, let's see. Star Fox guess. Well, uh, the Don guesses 41. Star Fox guesses 22. Bob, of course, 42. Uh, 42. Uh, let's see. Apple guesses 35. Um, let's see. Uh, Star Fox says, says, I was two in 86. Oh my gosh. Uh, Apple says 35 is a popular answer. It is. 
All right. Well, for me, you know what? I'll go with the popular answer and I'll guess 35 as well. So what was the, where did it actually end up, Paul? Well, it's close to 35. It's actually 40. So I think Oop. Bobo wins. Yeah. Wow. Yep, he does for sure with 42. Good job, Bobo. Well done. Well done. And thank you, Paul, for those factoids. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. Walt Disney Pictures classic, The Adventures of the Great Mouse Detective, Whoa. is back in theater. <laughs> He's the world's greatest detective. Amazing. And he's teaming up with Toby, Dawson, and Olivia to take on Radigan, the world's biggest rat. Now, you're invited to join the fun. We've got a moment to lose. With Walt Disney Pictures, The Adventures of the Great Mouse Detective, rated G. Starts tomorrow at a theater near you. Check newspapers for listings. Well, whether or not you check newspapers for listings, I don't remember this being called The Adventures of the Great Mouse Detective. But hey, you know what? Sometimes memories, they don't always line up with reality. But let's go into our memory mind melt synopsis of The Great Mouse Detective and find out how much of our memories lined up with this movie. It's kind of Peter Pan when the girl mouse's dad is played by Scrooge McDuck and he gets kidnapped off the streets of London by a man bad or Radigan. So Scrooge's daughter, Olivia, seeks out Basil, Sherlock, mouse, to solve the case. They hop on a dog and race through town attempting to find the clues that will lead straight to Professor Moriarty, Basil, and not Watson. <laughs> escape an elaborate trap of dragons, and then Sherlock Mouse bravely throws himself into danger to save the queen and the little girl all at the end inside Big Ben for the big finish. Uh, I mean, a lot of that was right, but some of it was... Decepted. But based on those memories as flawed as they were, what... Because they were so flawed. What rain did they lead you to predict for this film before rewatching it? Classic, uh, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with our uh, guest, uh, Damara. What was your prediction for The Great Mouse Detective? Um, okay, so before I rewatched it, um, I can honestly say I loved this movie. So classic, oh. already in my head. This is All like right. a favorite. Nice. Uh, Dallas, how about you? Uh, before going into it, um, I was kind of, I'm with Demera. It was one of those things I was seeing as classic. I was struggling with that though, because I was like, is it because of my nostalgia feelings? Cause like right. Demera and I would watch it as kids, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's in a living room and eating corn tortillas and, and watching this movie. Right. But I really think it's, it was a classic. Okay. Classic prediction for Dallas. How about you, Paul? I had the same thing. I wanted to call it a, uh, I wanted to predict it a classic, but honestly, I was, it was my nostalgic, uh, uh, <laughs> firing on all cylinders saying that so i'm gonna go with this i predicted nostalgic nostalgic all right i hadn't i haven't seen it in a while also right. oh, my yes. memories are as flawed as well and deceptive because <laughs> apparently the don said uh number 41 and he's closer than oh, uh yeah, bobo than at bobo, 42 yes. so we'll have to retract that and let uh don take the his don prize Sorry. don you win uh yeah congrats well, we're not, we're not, this isn't a math podcast though. <laughs> Expect us Do to not count. Cross the dawn. Um, uh, in chat, Dale, uh, predicted classic. Uh, Cellcast predicted classic. Star Fox predicted classic. Uh, D Tungsten predicted classic. Uh, let's see. And Bobo has never seen this film. Uh, and, but for me. Tragic. <laughs> that's right. I predicted tragic because this is a Disney film. But I have no, I have no doubt that this will not. I, I had no doubt that this would uh, not meet my expectations, or at least I had very, very low expectations of it. I guess we could say. So, so your be, expectations were tragic. Yeah, I was expecting this to be a tragic. Exactly. Okay. I just want to clarify. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if those predictions pan out, uh, though. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about The Great Mouse Detective. If there were any, let's spin up our... Best bets. And we're going to start with uh, Demir again. What's one thing you liked about The Great Mouse Detective? Um, Okay, so I'm going to go with the interaction between Basil, Toby, and Olivia. I love... (laughs) Scenes where the three of them are interacting because the dog clearly likes Olivia, but still yeah. likes Basil. Mm-hmm. I love that interaction. Uh, kind of felt like having our own dog when we were at home. 
Aww. Know, but by golly, the kid with all time favorite. <laughs> so I love that interaction still. Awesome. I'm, I'm curious. Can you explain to me how you think a, a mouse would be able to train a dog, though? Yes. She says, look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Food and sweetness. They respond well to food. I, I, have, I have a dog owner. Most dogs respond well to food. It's amazing. Like in the movies, you see them like here comes these ravaged dogs at the junkyard. They're coming at and then you throw some meat at them and they, they go away. That actually happens in real life. It's amazing. <laughs> Even if you're smaller than the dog, Paul. I, I will say this retro. So my TikTok feed is full of comedians and puppies. <clears throat> and I cannot tell you the number of videos I've seen of the late where puppies have been basically raised by cats. Okay. And they were the, are cats like, the cats bigger runs, or smaller than the puppies? Well, by the time the dog becomes a full grown mastiff. <laughs> so are you okay? But even a a, ba- a mouse at all stages of development would be smaller than a puppy. Yes, but if a puppy grows up with smaller animals, mm-hmm. it will it will see the smaller animals as being friendly. Yeah, uh, as their ma- alpha in the pack, though. Yes, potentially could be. See, this is how we derail a conversation here, guys. Okay, let's. So you liked the interaction between Olivia, uh, Toby, and Bass. <laughs> I knew it was uh, that was my, I you know I have four, so. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's, that's great though. It, it was fun seeing them interact, especially, I think it's really sweet, Toby and, and Olivia for sure. Um, Dallas, was something that, was there a sweetness to this film that made your like list or was there something else you enjoyed? Yeah. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed, um, the sweetness <clears throat> was I appreciated, uh, Dawson mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, the, the care that he had for the young lady mm-hmm. and trying to work things out. Even like when the, there was a scene in the toy shop where he felt like he just utterly failed. Like it was a genuine concern for the young lady. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Like as, as obviously these are talking animals, which is already a strike in the book of retro uh, <laughs> rewind. True. <laughs> but they, the personification of them, like these mm-hmm. were like, these were, it came off as such genuine characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Dawson came off as a genuine nice guy who who just wants to take care of a young lady yep. and take care of a situation at hand and so i really appreciated that mm-hmm. yeah that was very kind how he's like oh this girl's like visibly upset and let's see if we can take care of you she might be lost or whatever yeah that i mean i mm-hmm. feel like him being a doctor i think that really speaks to that type of absolute uh, uh character for sure well um there are doctors with uh <laughs> okay yeah okay fine Paul, yes that's but... not is not always good. exactly <laughs> wow um paul yeah maybe your bedside matter with this film wasn't very good but what did you like about it i know well, that was the worst segue ever <laughs> i'll tell you what i liked about this movie is the score and music by henry mancini that oh, that opening okay. theme is really good and and he did all the songs like except that that uh can can song i forget that one that was uh wrong movie <laughs> but that would be interesting anyway um <laughs> So yeah, the the score and the songs, uh, all done by Henry Mancini, just memorable. Like it's still stuck in my head. To Radigan, to Radigan. Yeah, I mean that pretty much goes right into my my like is that song of it's just so catchy for some reason. I yeah, don't know why. It's just that phrase. Just that phrase. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. hook is all exactly. there is. The rest I could, I don't really remember all except right. da 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 da. Oh Radigan, oh Radigan. Yeah, right. da, da da da. Yeah, okay. So that's something I liked. Let's go back to Demare. What's something else you enjoyed? If it was the music or another character, what would what'd you like? Okay, so this one is more nostalgic. I'm going to admit that one. This is more nostalgic. Okay. okay, so the scene in there where the queen is being created in this machine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 100% flashback right to the Jetsons. Oh, was- <laughs> Ro- Rosie the Robot kind of thing? Yeah, I, I mean, I went straight to that and I went... Oh, now I want to go watch the Jetsons now. <laughs> 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 Never would have made that correlation as a kid, but it was there this time, so it made my mm. lip. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think that's very, very creative for. Uh, I think I think that's a very creative plan of like, oh, let's replace the queen with this with this robot. The what's to do with a uh, mice coming up with like. Uh, 
mechanized versions of other things. Like in uh, American Tale, they make a huge like uh, cat thing, cat Mm. monstrosity. And this, it's it's this one. There's a um, lot of similarities between this American Tale and and mm -hmm. Five Goes West, even because of the whole mice and things. Yeah, yeah. Unless been like a a thread in their store in the storytelling department. Yeah. Mouse, that's really a rat. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a rat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Dallas, uh, what was not ratty for you about this film? Segways. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm forcing them, guys. <laughs> 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 that was a good one, Paul. Uh, <laughs> no, um, for me, one of the things I really enjoyed was the art of the film as a whole yes thank you for bringing that up like the the backgrounds were great the way things were made even to the i know that the animation mixed with 3d cgi animation has always been a um a taboo thing discussion amongst animation fans but Mm. the scene at the end where the ran through the gears it worked for me Mm -hmm. the way they did it absolutely but just the in uh, fact i got a little seasick or motion sickness yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. oh really oh wow it it got intense man yeah but um the uh the way they did the fog of the streets and everything yeah. like that. Like mm. I, I remember as a kid trying to, you know, d- simulate fog in drawings. Mm-hmm. And it's just like That's hard. I drew squiggly lines. Yeah. And but it's just beautiful. Like I can see why this is the film that saved Disney. Mm. Uh back it in the did? Day. Oh yeah. Disney was was crashing and at the back end of uh the black cauldron. cauldron yeah. <clears throat> this and, this uh, movie actually think, made money for them. <laughs> yeah, like they took a huge hit from Black Cauldron, yeah. and this movie saved the Disney studio. Oh wow! Yeah, so I do want to point something out of what Dallas said on that because um, this actually was something that made my list was mm-hmm. the end scene. That is the first time in animation history that they actually use computer animation combined with drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got. Yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, because that seems like it'd be really way more challenging to to actually just draw that by hand and actually have it look mechanized because when you're like drawing mice or organic things it sort of makes sense to have like or like someone actually drawing it because you have that sort of transfer of organic to organic but when you're trying to have something very mechanical that's actually in motion and is very like has a very set like way it moves uh trying to draw that by hand seems like you'd lose a lot of the actual like um uh staccato of it i'm not sure what the quite right word is i'm sure when i'm re-listening to this i'm like francisco why did you say this word is perfect i'm like i'm sorry francisco I, I couldn't think of it in the moment but uh we'll have two things to add to that but go ahead what were you saying dallas so like like saying the word facetious yeah but uh two things to add to that one is um there, unfortunately, I don't have time to really dive in and, and do research. In, but Lupin the Third, Castle of Cadillacillo, sorry, <laughs> came out in 1979. I think had some traces of 3D mixed with it, but I could oh, be yeah. could be mistaken in it. But mm-hmm. um, that's for you people listening. Want to go research? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cell cast says Cadillacillo or something like that. Anyway. But the second thing is, I, 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 I absolutely agree with Demarin Dallas that the animation here is top notch. I mean, the opening scene when it comes, it, it, <clears throat> it fades into the city and you see like horses go by. The animation of those horses, you know, this is not in the dollar bin like animation kind <laughs> of uh, movie that you're dealing with. So, yeah, right. It, it's top quality there. Okay, and so that was your other like. Paul? No, not at all. I'm just agreeing oh, okay. with them. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, what was very agreeable about this movie for you then? Um, I really enjoyed the voice acting in this, uh, oh, especially okay. the characters all around. It's nice to see uh, Alan Young or hear Alan Young's yes, voice in, in yes. a non-Scrooge role. <clears throat> Typically, when he does other non-Scrooge roles, voice acting, I'm like, uh, it's not as good. Like when he's on Ren and Stimpy, it's like, Alan, what are you doing? Like, you're better than this. But here, I thought he did a great job. It didn't really sound like Scrooge. It was his own like father character it- here. It, it took didn't? him in to realize it was Scrooge. Yeah, like, yeah, it didn't it, sound it exactly like it. I well, mean, he exactly, had, the, but it sounded like Scrooge to me. But okay, well, it sounds better than the. It sounds more like Scrooge than the Ducktales reboot. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but all that is surpassed by uh, Vincent Price. Does an amazing oh, yeah. job. Oh, it's so great. He I mean, so much nicer to listen to in this than in Thief and the Cobbler. But, I mean. 
I, I was about to so say, even though he did Thief of the Cobbler and he did this, it's it's a tragedy that he didn't do more voice. Yeah, because his yeah. voice is so theatrical and so rich. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like Kevin from uh, The Dapper Man, he said something along the same lines in one of y'all's uh, things about it. Was It's just a tragedy that he didn't get more voice acting jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's and still Disney time. never he's, he would have done more for Disney if they had reached out to him sooner. They didn't <laughs> even think. <laughs> oh, of it. really? Oh, yeah. wow. Um, all right. Well, one more thing I like before I get to our classic makers, guys, is uh, Vincent Price related. And I just I loved how the character Ragan, voiced by Vincent Price, I love how he came up with. The, just this sense of like I couldn't figure out how to kill you, uh, Basil. So I just put them all together. <laughs> I just thought that was very creative. Made it work somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like we'll do this, and this, and even he had the photo to commemorate him killing Basil. I thought that was just <laughs> pure uh, maniacal or uh, uh, mania is not the right. I guess mania in, uh, in a very um, uh, Machiavellian way. Machiavellian mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I'm trying to say all the big words, guys. Pardon me. Uh, so that was my other like. <clears throat> truly did inspire Mousetrap. Yes. It did? Mousetrap came no. ap- after this? Okay. I was going <laughs> to say. a joke. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was saying it's a truly inspired Mousetrap. I thought that's what you were saying. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you inspire me, uh, Demara, with your classic maker, your favorite thing about The Great Mouse Detective? Okay. So this is where my little nerdy self is going to come out. Um, my favorite thing. Um, is actually the fact that it is placed in 1897 London in the exact time period that Queen Victoria is actually queen at her Jubilee Diamond Jubilee. Okay, oh, cool. 100% correlated. Mm -hmm. Um, But not just that. They were very careful to connect um, the Sherlock Holmes characters to a new persona, but did not completely pick up the personality of each and every character from Sherlock Holmes. They had their Mm -hmm, own mm -hmm. reality. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was what he jarred by that at first because I thought they were. I'm like, why isn't he called Sherlock? Why isn't this mouse called Watson? But then you're absolutely right. They're distinct characters that are different Mm -hmm. from them. Mm -hmm. And I like Mm -hmm. that. I eventually came around to really liking that too. Yeah. Mm. So what's great about it is they do make sure that Sherlock is present in the film. And it kind of shows you that it's pretty clear that Basil learned his detective stuff from Sherlock Holmes himself. So it's almost like his protege in mouse form. <laughs> mm. so yeah. That's one thing I've loved it. I think that's what made it so classic for me is they didn't try to rip off Sherlock Holmes. Instead, they made it something different. They added to the lore. Yeah. Instead of yeah. Mm-hmm. Made you want to go and explore <clears throat> Sherlock Holmes. That mm-hmm. this was kind of my leap into Sherlock Holmes. And oh, cool. Okay. So that was one of, that's what makes it classic for me. That's, nice. that's awesome. Uh, Dallas, what's a classic maker about the great mouse detective for you? Uh, my, my, my original classic maker, Paul kind of took for one of his likes. Oh, yeah. Just Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah. Acting. Excellent. Um, it's just, he has a way of, of talking that draws you in. Yeah. And I don't know. Especially if I mean, it's, you're being drawn into a vat of acid. Right. Um, or it's just thriller. the way that he portrayed that character and the way that he drew, portrayed the madness of that character mm-hmm. was super fascinating to me yes. and I really enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah. Uh, when I think about this movie, I think about Vincent Price mm. uh, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this is one more thing that kind of added to it. And that um, since Paul brought up the uh, whole aspect of voice acting beforehand, mm-hmm. Celeste made me appreciate something great about this film. And that is that it starts off by highlighting one of the Sherlock books but the end of the movie is the final solution, which is the final Sherlock book. They wove in different Sherlock storylines into this movie itself. Mm. Uh, something I didn't pick up uh, right off the bat, but Celeste was able to pinpoint different Sherlock uh, stories within this. Easter oh, eggs cool. for the fans. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't have known that, but okay, that's very cool. Wow. Um, Paul, were there Easter eggs in this that you that made your classic maker or something else? Oh. The Easter eggs made by Likeless, but I, not my classic maker. But because okay. uh, the best to me, the best thing about this movie is that mousetrap scene. It's just oh, okay. so fun. It's yes. like the highlight of the movie, and it's just thank you, Dawson. <laughs> Smile, everyone. <laughs> Boom. That that classic. is that's almost like such a great set piece. I wish it came a little later, or there was less 
between that and the end of the movie, but it's a great, (laughs) like a couple minute segment standalone by itself. It is. It is. Absolutely. Um, for me, my classic maker actually came pretty much toward the end of the movie. And that's, I don't, they really, I felt pulled out all the stops with animating rat again and full on beast mode rat, rat form climbing up, like scaling up that, uh, big Ben, just Mm -hmm. the way they lit him so well and move the camera around him. I'm like, wow, this, can we get the rest of the movie to look this good? Because my goodness, (laughs) this was like fantastic. If you want to um, see rats animated really well, check out Secret of Nim. Well, yes, that is yeah. also animated very well. I will yeah. say that. Um, but uh, I thought Ragan right then. It was really cool seeing him in that form, and I wish we just got to see more of him like that. It felt like a almost Wolverine. Berserker Claw. What did you call me? <laughs> Berserker Claw. Um <laughs> But that was my classic maker. Uh, so, yeah, lots lots of things that we appreciate about The Great Mouse Detective. But, you know, what? there's probably things that aren't so good. So let's get to some of those. Oh, oh, ho- hold on, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, th- there's actually one more thing I like that I wanted to mention. I'm, I'm so sorry. This usually doesn't happen to Mara. I, I'm sorry. But oh, one more thing. One more thing I liked never was Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional, their podcast, ComTalk, and written articles all designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their and their geekdoms. Find all their content at geekdevotions.com. That's great, Francisco. Yeah, and we're I'm so, so glad. Oh, they're right here. Oh, right. <laughs> Indeed. But I just, I'm curious when watching um, The Great Mouse Detective, yeah. how did Geek Devotions come up as one of your likes? Uh, it's elementary, my dear Paul. See, uh, Dallas has a sister named Demera. Demera uh, likes Sherlock Holmes. There you go. I uh, missed that in the movie. <laughs> Season two of Geek Devotions, we did a whole month devoted to Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, and, and, and Francisco's watched every episode. Every of Geek episode. It's, it's <laughs> see. I, well, I was invited for that. By the way, I have hard feelings. That that was the more obvious approach, uh, Dallas. I was trying to give uh, Paul the benefit of the doubt that he'd he'd see the link I was making with this other one. But I mean, yes, uh, if we if we want to like just brought the red carpet for uh, for sense making, we can do that. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> All right, Paul, I'm fine. You know what? You caught me. I didn't really have a connection, but I have some trivia. Would you like that instead about the yes. Great Mouse Detective? Okay. Did you all realize that Bill, which is the lizard from Alice in Wonderland in 1951, is featured as one of Radigan's crew members? So you see a bunch of mice and then this lizard guy. That's Bill from Alice in Wonderland, apparently. Um, but my question to you guys is, if you could pick a secondary Disney character from one of their animated films, not like a live action, uh, to have a cameo in every Disney movie, it could be live action and animated, which character would you love to see, like, cameo in, like, every, like, think of, like, uh, what's his name, um, Paul Ratzenberger, how he's in, like, every Pixar movie, but actually pick a character, like, so I want to see Mickey Mouse, <laughs> well, he's, yeah, I want to see... You mean John Ratzenberger? That guy, too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Dawson in every every Disney movie or whatever. So let's start with Dallas. Um, for me, it's uh, what's his name? Uh, Mushu. Oh, oh the okay. dragon Mulan. Oh, from Mulan. Yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. I just think that'd be funny to have him. And you could do, you could work him in well, yeah. like in live action and animation. Yeah, because he could be like an ornament piece in the background of movies. Yes, and yes, yes, live yes. Action stuff. That would just be hysterical to, for me to see that happen. I when think the that's villain walks idea. by, curse on you, curse on your family, <laughs> curse on your cow. <laughs> How about you, Jamara? Um, that man, I don't know. That's that's a loaded question because I would have said Mushu as well. <laughs> oh, how funny! <laughs> you can pick that also. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay yeah i'm going with mushu that is exactly who i probably would have picked just because it's okay. funny to see nice. it there i'm a fan of dragons so oh cool very nice how about you paul all right you said a secondary character when while i appreciate <clears throat> the the 
the uh, Easter eggs in this movie, like Dumbo, um, but he's not a secondary yeah. character. Is Dumbo but... in this? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. In the toy shop. Yeah. Oh, Along with okay. the Firehouse Five Plus Two for those uh, real hardcore Disney fans. But <laughs> yeah, the like one me. that I would pick is a little bird from um, uh, the Three Caballeros who comes oh. on. He's the Otterquan bird, and he pops up, um, and he and he's in a couple of other things. The now he's called the Otterquan because of the peculiar song he sings, which sounds something like this. <laughs> so in the in the three caballeros he pops up every now and then it's kind of like uh, a running joke oh okay and so and he's in a couple other disney things so to have that in and have him pop up here or there in any disney uh -huh. movie i mean it doesn't have to sing the song but uh -huh. that would be cool too but uh that's my pick the otterquan bird oh that's awesome paul well those are great uh those are great picks guys thank you yeah. so much for sharing and great trivia, Francisco. I'm curious, as, as a quote-unquote Disney hater yourself, <laughs> <laughs> who would you pick as a secondary Disney character for uh, cameos? Um, let's see. So, well, I really liked um, Mrs. Fr well, Miss Frisbee is a is a primary character in Secret of Nim. Um, that's not Disney. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a better animation company um oh, oh i know i know the little dust guys from spirited away i think those would be great not to disney have. yet oh yeah another <laughs> better company um let's see studio oh, ghibli all the zero is. from Mega Man x oh my gosh okay moving on great <laughs> trivia francisco <laughs> thank you and now that we've all yeah, had some yeah, the rules of his own game. yeah <laughs> but now that we've had some trivia fun let's find out what you our awesome rewinders had memories. What their what your memories were about the the Great Mouse Detective? Yes, and everyone live in chat, feel free to put your memories in as well. Just uh, start your chat message with memory, and we'll read that here at the end of from all memory. from all these the end of all these other ones. So uh, let's see. Uh, from Facebook, Drew Dodgen says, I remember Vincent Price's performance as Ragan to be very good. I'm actually surprised I didn't know you were reviewing it. Yes, I'm, we're sorry, Drew. <laughs> I didn't either. This is Jared's maze. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Geez, I was supposed to know these things. Sticking, Jared. All right. And Ashley Ruiz says, a creepy bat with a peg leg. Indeed. Uh, Dustin Phillips, Pastor Deucen, says, one of my favorites, to, to Redigan, to, to Redigan, the world's greatest rat. What did you call me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Andrew Simpson Dawson says, getting hammered. Oh, sorry. Dawson getting hammered. <laughs> Andrew Simpson remembers Dawson getting hammered and doing the can-can with the two other mice. Oh, and that super elaborate Radigan trap. Indeed. Uh, Wardell White says, for an animated film, I remember that it had some great visual effects. Kirkpatrick Palance says, hashtag underrated. And uh, Philip Hurd uh, says, doesn't it have a clockwork scene similar to the castle of Caglius? See, you try to pronounce it. <laughs> well, when I'm giving it phonetically, I can. Jiminy Jiminy. Aki and Fam says, love the Great Mouse Detective. Awesome. And let's see. Uh, Apple in chat says, I remember only Radigan and assorted scenes. Uh, let's see. And I think, and the clockwork scene. Awesome, Apple. Well, thank you all so much for your responses and sharing your memories with us. But I mean, Apple doesn't remember, remembers a few things. And maybe there's not much that is all that memorable about this movie or things that are so unmemorable. They're bad. Yeah. That's my segue into the things we disliked about The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, spin it up. Worst clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, ha, ha. All right. Well, Paul, apparently you want to kick us off. Uh, so what is something you just liked? Kicked me off. <laughs> what is something you just liked about The Great Mouse Detective? Uh, I don't know why this bugged me. Oh, I know. I have some. I have tons of things that probably but, bugged um, you. As, as an art major, I'm really into the technical things. So yeah. granted, this was earlier Disney and their crowd scenes can comprised of what 12 mice out of all of england gathering but 
and some of them didn't even move. But what really bothered me is whenever the lightning would flash on yeah. Radigan's portrait, uh-huh. it would flash like... Like there's texture? Like, yeah, not only there's textures, it would flash well, on one side of his face and then shadows on the other. Like he's a three-dimensional like portrait. Yeah, I thought it was like a wood carving or something. Isn't no, that? it was no? a painting. And then all of a sudden the lightning flashes and it's like 3D, 3D. And then it goes back to 2D. Oh, Paul, it's, it a magic eye. it's a magic eye thing. It's you, you, you look at oh, it with oh, the okay. side. Most people's eyes get worse with age. Mine's <laughs> converting 2D into 3D. Cool. It's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not goes. in your living room, Paul. No, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the it's the inconsistency on 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 that kind of stuff that that That's really fair. stuck out. I was like, That's what's fair. going on here? Well, on that note, the thing that I, something I didn't like is why does Basil have a portrait on his mantle of his arch nemesis to keep is him that- focused? <laughs> really zeroed in on on the enemy, man. Okay. Okay, so he could ignore the, the cries of little children and stay focused on his enemy. Okay, <laughs> who here has a fireplace in their home? Me. Okay, what do you have up on your mantle place? Um, I oh. have the uh, uh, Thomas Kincaid uh, painting uh, copy of one, of course, not the original, mm-hmm. yeah. but of the the chapel inside the Valley of Yosemite. And do you hate the chapel inside the Valley of Yosemite? Um. No, it hasn't exactly. done anything to me to hate Exactly. It. So why would you have something you hate up on your mantle? <clears throat> you have a science kit set up in your living room also? No. In shooting the, the cushions in your living room? My wife wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you totally would do that. No. <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally different. I, I get okay. what you're saying. It doesn't make sense to All right. have it there. Right? I'm sure if I went and asked law enforcement people, they wouldn't have a portrait of their criminals on their mantle. So if that's no, what you're getting po- at. But the post uh, office does. does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, it used to. I haven't seen that in the post office in years. Yeah, I, mean, I was just in the post office the other day. I didn't see anything yeah, like when wanted posters or anything. I don't know. That's a great question for another day. Uh, Demara, I have a question for you. What's something you didn't like about The Great Mouse Detective? Well, okay. So I work at an addiction center, so clearly this had to make the list. There's wait, so wait. much. It's not even a, funny. Addiction center? Like making sure people say things very clearly? No, like, be, uh, like drug addiction. Oh, <laughs> so, oh that's an addiction center, Francisco. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An addiction center. Uh, okay, please continue, Demara. So yeah, the massive amount of drinking in it. Um, mm. I, say that I do kind of dislike it. Uh, yeah, I mean, because they they did an excellent depiction of what happens when you drink. So mm-hmm. oh, I thought it was great. They had a lot of smoking and drinking, and they didn't like cut all that out. Sorry, I was surprised I didn't think it was, by that. Actually, I didn't <laughs> think it was great. Like, oh, this is fantastic. But in a way, I thought, oh, this is fantastic. They didn't edit it out. It's show like how it originally was because yeah, yeah. people in that environment did those things. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so did mice. <laughs> Two points for me, for me, friend. I'm glad they did it, and I'm glad they left it in the film. But as where I'm at now, and mm. Education-wise, I can see where even watching that as an adult, if you were someone who was in addiction, that would trigger you to think of all the good times you had when you thought. Or thought. I, I was just about to ask that. Is it a triggering mechanism or can it be? So you think it can be, huh? Um, I actually know that it can be. Oh, um, wow. Uh, we've shown movies and stuff um, to purposely trigger some clients to see if this would trigger them so we could do therapy on them immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't avoid, especially alcohol, like a football <clears throat> game. You can't oh, avoid that. You right. Out, yeah. Or whatever. Interesting. Um, so we do know that just a glimpse of something or referencing it, that can be a trigger point. So for mm-hmm. me, that was one of those that it had to make my list because that actual scene can be a trigger. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Do you think it would – so this is, I think, primarily made for – Children, families to some extent, but children. Do you think this would influence kids to want to drink? I don't necessarily think so. They're very I don't think so either. But, uh, but smoking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a time period that they also sold candy cigarettes back then. Oh, yeah. And yeah, gum, they, wow. yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. But yeah. You blow it on it instead of sucking it out, and the, the powdered sugar <clears throat> would come out look like the smoke. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. 
Wow. I'll say this about the whole thing. What where they do that though is you could tell like it was purposely done where it was the villains who were smoking and drinking and all sorts of stuff, not the good guys. And in fact, the only time you saw a good guy drink, um, like physically drink, it was detrimental to his health. Mm-hmm. And so that was that back in the day. That's how they coded. It was it was kind of a way of coding things. Like, look, this is bad stuff. It's associated with bad people yeah. in that culture at the time. We had this understanding, you know drinking and smoking and, and all these things these ruffians this is bad stuff you well, would not naturally do this basil was smoking quite a bit though on his pipe yeah so. pipes were, were one of those yeah. things that were like they're so strangely accepted by people um <laughs> so but also they, they, they couldn't get away from the motif of sherlock holmes with that mm-hmm. but for the mass majority of them the people holding cigars the people who were just out there and wild they were all the bad guys mm-hmm. all right that's fair uh let's see Speaking of bad guys, Dallas, what was bad about this film for you? Um, so bad. Paul and Demare both hit something, uh, a segment of that uh, that bothered me. So you don't but, like Paul and Demare? They weren't in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I didn't like it. They weren't in the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. They should have been. So uh, I'll go with the first one, which was some of the, in- there was some like small inconsistencies in the animation there and there. Mm. Um, one, one simple thing was like, um, the scene with the bottle, like, they're trying to open the cork. Yeah, with the with bat the when the bat was inside it, dressed like Olivia. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just not there. And yeah, it's like, yeah. It's how, like, wait, how did, yeah. Did they switch and then Olivia was inside? No. When did that happen? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't even show them putting her Olivia back in the bottle either. It was just like <clears> you know, the was, bat's in there, and all of a sudden the cork's gone, and then all of a sudden the cork's back, and the girl's in there, but we don't see them pulling the cork off. Like it's like he turns around, the cork's gone. Yep. And so it was just small animations, errors like that. There was just like, okay, I mean, but again, this was what an hour and fifteen minutes long film. Mm-hmm. Like this was the pace. Of this was very quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that that was a small noise for me. Yeah. All right. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's go back to Demare. Was something else that uh, you didn't like? Was it maybe the pacing was uh, was too good or not good enough or something else? Um. Okay, this is really, this is so juvenile, but I'm putting it in there just because it's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did not like the cat. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's nothing about that, but I've discovered, and I really thought about it this morning when I was really looking at my notes. I was like, you know, I don't like long-haired cats to this day, and I think oh. he started these movies. Oh, really? You know, okay. You have a long-haired, fluffy cat that's evil as mess okay mm-hmm. and then you got this one that's evil and so it's like okay i just don't like the cat uh, <laughs> i don't think toby liked it either i don't think see toby did what i was gonna say is what i thought you were gonna say was i don't get how this cat can't just swallow down a bat it seems like if it's eating everything it should just be able to like chuck that well, thing it kept down flying but... trying to but it kept flying out well then it should bite it in half ozzy osborne style come on yeah <laughs> Sure. Let's let's go. Let's get that PG. I thought you were gonna go with why doesn't the cat just swallow all the mice and the rat and like live triumphantly? Another great point. Why is the cat listening to Radigan? Right. Well, I will say if you know cats really well, when the animal starts getting a little bigger, Mm -hmm. sometimes the cats do not go after a full grown rat, but they will go after a small mice. Right. Uh, Okay. Interesting. So I got Uh, one, but I still don't like that. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, let's see. Dallas, what didn't you like? Um, something else I didn't like was um, uh, <laughs> how fast Dawson sobered up after the dance number. Yep. Uh, that was just like so quick. It's was like he he's s- drunk. I thought he sobered up yeah. when we're when they're in the trap, but it was before that. Yeah, like <clears throat> as soon as they left the bar, yeah. it was like magically he's sober. That fight and, woke him up, and well, all his <laughs> and also the yeah. drug maybe was like a fast acting, but didn't last, not last long lasting. Maybe it was it, fast it's acting it's a sobering mixture. <laughs> <laughs> Has some electrolytes in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll be he'll be more sober than a priest on Sunday. Yeah, but yeah. it's like one of, it's one of those things that add into like like the the fast pacedness of the story itself. Like 
Like all of a sudden, he's just oh yeah, I'm I'm good to go. I'm I got myself together. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, it made it convenient for the story. That there was a couple moments like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was just a lot of like you said. It just uh, that's a great way to put it. It was just convenience for the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I don't understand. And again, convenience for the story. I don't understand why if. Uh, I keep wanting to say Sherlock. If Basil was was at all suspicious about the 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 beer or pint or whatever, why did he not tell Dawson right away? Hey, don't drink this. No, it's just like I oh, think he was in the process of no, yeah, no. He, he was. Took, <laughs> he took a good like five seconds to like let me think about this. I'm not so sure. Oh, oh my gosh, much faster than mine. <laughs> you want Same. me to go back and look? I will bring it up right now and see look, how fast. But you're also <laughs> expecting it because you saw him pour the poison. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But see though, they do I am, show I am gonna, look at the bar. It's right in that direction, so it, it can be inferred that he knew he was being poisoned. Right. We're gonna stop right now, guys. I'm gonna look this up so I know <laughs> how long this actually took. So. I, We'll be back here in a little bit. All right, we are back. Uh, we just watched a, the little segment of Great Mouse Detective and determined I was right because it takes 10 seconds for from the time they deliver the drinks to when Dawson uh, knocks back. Basil had all that time to to figure out, you know what, Dawson, don't drink this. No, no, no. He's the so oh, no, you be my guinea pig. Anyway. So I'm glad we established that I was right about these things. Uh, let's go to Paul with something you don't like about this film. And don't say what I just did. Yeah, I don't like what Francisco is. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I already said that Vincent Price's voice is one of the best things about yeah. this film. Mm-hmm. But you put this delicate little voice into this huge massive rat being and it just takes a lot at least for me to get used to and like it doesn't belong in this character a lot um now at the end i finally got used to it but it's very disjarring this this high little voice and it I'm afraid that you have gone and upset me. Wait, right again. Oh, what happens when someone upsets me? I have, uh, I'm sorry, Radigan, and and I don't, and I'm not scared of your fat cat either. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what? Go ahead, Dallas. I, I I was with you, yeah, at first, but then I realized what was happening. What was happening? Radigan, yeah. the entire time was controlling himself his anger his quote-unquote rat persona if you will every time that he started to get a little outraged yeah. his voice got a little more manic his hair started getting a little wild mm-hmm. you see him go full-on rat self at the end right, right. Mm-hmm. when the reason why he has that delicate voice is he is trying he's a man rat he's trying to be a trying mouse. to yeah. control himself and be speaking a manner that's well received and like that was a persona that was a front the entire time mm. so i was with you but then when i realized that what they were doing with the character i was like this actually fits i could see that i just would would have preferred if they actually and the original character design apparently according to trivia was a more slender looking character that more meek looking cool. and i would have loved for been. that character to then have like done something to have become this more beast-like rats i don't know what and you don't even need would've. to make up and maybe that's based on the the story I haven't read the book or anything, but I don't yeah, yeah. you don't need to even make him a rat. Just make him a mouse who wants to take over. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. And why is he called Radigan, though? That's a little weird. Oh, well, like I said. I would like to see a, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. With I think that would have worked oh, a bit better. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been cool. Um, especially if it's... Oh, I think that have been... Francis Fabius fan fiction. If um, Dr. Jekyll was actually like the Watson person like he was helping sherlock oh, wow. and then it and turned out he was jekyll yeah and he is moriarty yeah i think that would be amazing so anyway. <laughs> write it do it <laughs> admit it um but something that wasn't amazing uh was and this is i don't think a lot of people are gonna know this but <clears throat> so when uh at the end uh, you see Moriar, not Moriar, Radigan falling and Basil falling and Basil's holding that, that bit from the Zeppelin thing that Radigan had that has the propeller on it. Yeah. And that's how he doesn't die because he's pedaling and it's propelling him up. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so the way helicopters work is it, the re, 
when oh, the main science. rotor spins, it it counter spins whatever's below it. That's why you have that extra rotor on like the long like uh, tube that goes out the end of the helicopter and it has another rotor spinning. That's to counteract the spin of the rotor on the on the on the helicopter body. So Francisco. if he's going up, he should be spinning around the opposite direction of the propeller. Oh, as he's going up, he should be spinning around. Exactly, exactly. Oh, okay, so. never mind. I thought you were going to say that. That Okay, no, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, so get this. <laughs> here, physics right uh, movie. Jeez. Well, maybe it was like the inner, like the, the pole, whatever the per- blades were attached to, were in the middle of that contraption that he was holding on to. Like this. It spins the whole thing. No, like, it doesn't. Seen, yes, it's it does. kind of like. I'm telling you, it doesn't. I saw the film. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this documentary, Great Mouse Detective. It doesn't do that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, now it's time to get to the things that really don't do it for us. Our tragic makers for Great Mouse Detective. Let's start with Demera. What did you hate most about this? I mean, you, you had fun. You serve nostalgic. You're thinking it's classic. But there must have been something you hated most about it. Um. So truth be told, I actually thought the running time was too short for the film. Mm. I thought there were things that needed to be extended a little bit more. I think okay. they a little deeper. So yeah, I yeah. running time was probably my tragic maker was that it was oh. short and that they could have done a little bit more with extra time <clears throat> to their animation and kind of bumping up more of the character line. Yeah, exactly. And no, Dale, it doesn't matter if it's a cartoon. You can still make things realistic. Anime does this yeah. all the time. Um, <laughs> don't don't look questioning at me, uh, Dallas. But yeah, so the rain time could have been longer. They could have taken time to breathe with these characters, something like that. Demara, is that accurate? Am I summarizing your tragic maker well or no? Yeah, okay. that was good. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to Dallas next. What did you hate most about the Great Mouse Detective? Um, it, it was a. a why did none of the other rats notice or none of the other mice notice that the queen suddenly developed an essential tremor uh, at the coordination? <laughs> that, um, that goes into I, my I'm on the same like, wavelength. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden it's like, here's the queen and she's just like, hello, everybody. <laughs> and everyone's OK. Everyone's like, yeah, that's the queen. That's a normal Thursday for her right there. She had a little extra, little extra something in her own right team before she came. A little out. monster in her drink, yeah. <laughs> um, Red Bull gave her too many wings. I don't know. Wow. So I have no idea. I don't know why the mice would have done that, other than maybe mice aren't very smart. But apparently, mice can train a dog. This is, movie is filled with contradictions. Paul, it is. how what? Wh- what about My, those mine is a, a, the on the most. same length. I'm yeah, going to yeah. call it suspension of disbelief. I'm mm. fine with... Oh, the propeller thing. How it's not spinning. I'm yes. fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with mice talking English and, and everything. Like, or oh, You can suspend all that. Okay. Right. All right. But when a dog's ears turn into stares, <laughs> it's like... Yes, yes. That was ridiculous. And... And then I, and, and right what Dallas okay. was saying that the queen is obviously a robot. I mean, <laughs> would they have any senses of robots back in 1897, though? They're, they know something's Dallas, off. It wasn't real. All right. They know something. I mean, I know we were all thrown by like, you know, virtual fighter on the PlayStation. Like, this is so real. <laughs> we and, knew know. it wasn't real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, apparently Rag and Sir somehow or Flaversham somehow overcame Uncanny Valley inexplicably. But you know um, what? I mean, if if it, this is the late 1800s and, and people ran out of a theater screaming, thinking a train was going to run them over. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Th- but, but the train looked more real. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Good point. Oh, my. Um, that. Guys, has nothing to do with my tragic maker. My tragic maker is just as nitpicky as they come. And he, he, actually, you may be able to dispute it, but why are Radigan's feet so flippin' small? Oh my gosh, she has the tiniest feet. And like Sherlock or uh, Basil has like huge feet. Everyone else has huge feet. I mean, yes, Olivia doesn't have huge feet, but she's really well, tiny. But everyone else has like, I guess, normal to huge feet. Ragan has the like tiniest, most dainty feet ever. Yes, this goes back to what Demera was saying with more that there needs to be a longer runtime. In there, you get the backstory of why the uh, 
the Flaversham, the 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 father speaks in a Scottish accent and the daughter speaks in a British accent. You oh. get the backstory of Radigan and while he grew up in China where he he had to uh bend his feet wow. in to fit into the little this slippers. All right. So I think it lines up with Damaris. Yeah. More backstory is needed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's in the extended edition. Yeah. I think they only did that to women, but oh, you're saying maybe male rats, they do that too in China. To rat again. It's well, see, it's all behind. It's it's all part of that. <laughs> wow. Mushu makes an appearance also in the <laughs> There you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Off the rails. Okay. Well, now that we've all entered our uh, fine trajectories, Alice, do you have a fine solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Hey, Demir, did you hear that? Get ready for your salvo authority. And salvo at the ready, Paul. I, salvo. I heard salvo authority. Didn't salvo you? Salvo authority. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> we need a t-shirt that says salvo authority. No, you don't need a t-shirt that says that. It's time for the moment of truth. Do we rate uh, The Great Mouse Detective a classic? We'd recommend anyone go and see this whether or not they've seen it before a nostalgic it's worth re-watching if you enjoyed it as a kid or, or a young adult or what have you uh, but if you've never seen it before don't waste your time or do we rate it a tragic it's not worth anyone's time if you uh, saw it if you've never seen it before uh, keep going keep going on by this movie and if you have seen it before don't sully any good memories you have of it with a rewatch so let's start with our guest uh, Demera what is your final reign for the Great Mouse Detective, you had predicted classic. Did it stay that way or change? Uh, so for me, it stayed. It stayed. It stayed. Classic. All right. Even with the small feet and the propeller spinning thing. Even with the small feet and the propeller thing. All right. All right. All right. Classic still. Um, and so you and you feel like nostalgia isn't being too too great on you that. My goodness, goodness. Leave the guest alone. She said <laughs> classic. No. <laughs> You're right. I should full court press Dallas. Dallas, what is your final reign for uh, Great Mouse Detective? Oh, uh, for Great Mouse Detective, my final rating <clears throat> is classic. Classic? Okay. Why? Maybe I didn't explain this. See, when he's pedaling, oh my his whole contraption should be spinning the other way. And if he's a rat, he should have much bigger feet, not really small dainty feet. And why is his picture on Basil's mantle? See, all these are good reasons to Those not Those are all your this. reasons, not his reasons. <laughs> That's why I said good reasons to rate this will... a tragic. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. It was it was a fun movie. Fine I movie. laughed. Yeah. It was entertaining. Oh, good. Oh, yay. Um, I didn't even put in the fact that, um, I, that while I was watching this film, I was eating corn tortillas uh, just for the full nostalgia now, feeling so for it all. I'm cur- you, you, get, you said that before. Like, just f- plain corn tortillas or corn tortilla chips? No, corn tortillas. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We warm them up, put some butter in them, roll them up. Oh, oh that's okay, all okay. flour for me. Well, I, like flour. I, I need flour plain. I think I would have to have something on it for corn tortillas, but you said you put butter on it. Okay, that makes flour? Ooh, that's weird. I mean... That's, isn't I, that choke you? Well, the what? stems do, but you kind of have to peel powder. off the leaves. The powder. <laughs> oh my gosh! That explains the uh, nasal issues there. You got there, bud. You got to stop eating those flowers. Yeah. Well, you know, when allergy season is not. Can we get so back much, to the rating, okay. please? How about some Zizol, maybe. <sighs> those are classic. Yeah. So, Dallas, you read this a classic? Is, is that accurate? Okay. Paul, yo, what is. <laughs> Actually, before we get to Paul, okay. let's see what our uh, what people on Locals are. Those of you who support us on Locals, uh, $5 a month, you can uh, get bonus content for the podcast, some other uh, on-screen effects for the streams, and you get to vote in every movie. Uh, we just ask that you've seen the movie in the last couple of years. But what did you guys vote on uh, for Great Mouse Detective? And so far, we have a, looks like, a classic rating from the Rewind, Rewind Republic. So that's three classics so far. Paul, are you had predicted nostalgic, actually. You're the first dissenter. Yeah. Where did this movie land for you? Well, despite the small feet and all the other nitpicky things about this film, I rated a classic. I recommend what? anybody go out and watch this. 
propellers and all. But but Paul, um, I'm trying to think. But, one of the um, I'm like. trying to make this episode last longer than the Great Mouse Detective. Oh my gosh. Are we there yet? Only, almost. Almost. Um, okay, fine, guys. Well, you know what? That's fine. You can all, you can all four of you, you and the the reflex capacitors, and have your classics. This movie just, I honestly was still like bored throughout so much of this movie. I didn't two x speed it. I know we had this, we had this back conversation in our, in our Facebook Messenger about how, oh, I could two x speed this and make it even quicker to watch. But I didn't do that. I had some integrity, but I was just like, I mean, it was fine, but it was very easy for me to get distracted with this movie. It was not capturing me at all. Um, and so it's, it's, it wouldn't, I don't think it'd be worth anyone's time today to watch. So for, it's from, I've, I don't think it was worth it for me other than that awesome ragged scene at the end. I thought that was great. That was the only thing that like really <laughs> exemplified this movie for me. So, but I'm going to have to rate the great mouse detective, a tragic and the rat trap. <clears throat> oh yeah. The rat, well that, the rat trap is cool too. Yes. Um, but for a different reason, uh, but according to the retro rewind podcast, we rate the great mouse detective, a, barely disputed classic film. We'd recommend anyone go watch this, whether or not you've seen it before. But now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Yes, 20XX, and oh, it feels good to be back. But we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1986 to begin with if, we, if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Deborah Powers, Geek Devotions. Oh, you're right here. Woo-hoo! This Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Ruiz, Kenneth and Fabius Lomax, Rosie Lomax, That's Our Babo, D. Tungsten, Dale, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, Cool Deluxe, Redeemed Otaku, and in addition to two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the Jigwats coming. And if you want to help us keep flying and get both content for your generosity head over to retro rewind podcast.com slash support to start speaking of a great mouse oh boy do i enjoy streams like this one sponsored by pauljpowers.com you betcha and while hot we're thinking dog. <laughs> while we're thinking hot dogs and people we want to give a big um rat hug <laughs> i wow. guess that sounds kind of well you know if you're into like um remy cooking for you and things like that that might be okay ratatouille kind of thing but anyway want to give a big thank you to uh demara and dallas for supporting us with their thoughts on the great mouse detective tonight so uh starting alphabetically uh, i'd like to go with dallas because L comes before M, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on that people should know about? Yeah, you can find us at geekdevotions.com where you uh, can find all the information for what we do here at Geek Devotions, uh, which is our Friday uh, devotions we put on YouTube, our Tuesday night streams that we do, and a variety of amazing articles put together by a team that we have that support us. And um, at right now, uh, as a recording in this we are in the month of april and we are in the middle of anime april and all of our stuff is uh based around anime nice and well when this releases it will actually be in may for our anime season but uh go back in time and watch all of the anime devos that geek devotions released in april if that's the case in june our stuff is going to be themed around pixar so Oh, it's just animation. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Check it out. Go, back people. to back to back. Nice. If you hate animation, sucks to be you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and speaking of animation, Apple Dance says, and sorry, Demara, real quick, I want to point this out. She says, uh, speaking of at Ragan, he has a big top half and a tiny bottom half because it's a common silhouette for the rich mob guy and also makes it so that he looks like he's fragile in a way, though he looks to be in power. And in order to make the movie funny or interesting to kids and adults, the villain needs to be silly in ways or else he'll be scary or boring. No, I need Slow him to be more boring. scary. I need him to be more, have a solid footing so he's even harder to conquer. So now you actually feel like Basil overcame a huge obstacle as opposed to, oh, he was easy to just knock over because of his small feet. Yeah, that's right. That's why I have said And that. but Demera, that's great... thank you so much for coming and sharing your thoughts. Where can people find you online? Uh, finding me online would be Geek Devotions and the Gundam Watch with Geek Devotions as well. Um, nice. I have a podcast called Coffee Talk 318. I have not updated that in a while, um, but that's it. What is, what's that podcast about? Uh, the Coffee Talk 318 is a blog. 
Um, oh, I could have I could have sworn you said you had a podcast called Coffee Doc. I'm sorry, my bad. No, you're good. I, I can make this happen, Mayor. Yeah, I can see. You, you know what? Geek Devotions start. is looking for more podcasts to start. Yeah, because we didn't have enough. I'm not starting it. She is. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got enough on my plate. I think I had one more thing. The whole family's coming after me on that one. Uh, but that's awesome, Dora. And yeah, where can people find you online? Did you say that? And I totally, oh yeah, Ca- the Coffee Talk blog. And where else? Devotions and Gundam Watch. Gundam Watch. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you again so much, Damara and Dallas and my awesome not a rat friend, PaulJPowers.com, all you rewinders, new or old, for another fun voyage. You're welcome. And you can find me, PaulJPowers.com at PaulJPowers.com. And you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join us there at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. And as narrator Nathan just said, we are now part of Culture Box Media Network. Find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. And with that, Captain, it looks like the next riddle is starting to be unlocked. So it looks like this was the right one to go through. But now we have to wait for it to fully unlock. Yeah, so we're not really sure if it was the right one or not, but hopefully it was. Hopefully it was. Oh, come on! And, uh, but thank you, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all for the next episode of the Retro Round Podcast, which, yes, help us figure out what the next reel is gonna be by listening to our ship's log, which should be coming up uh, a little bit later after this episode drops. So be on the lookout for that. But until next time, uh, here's we'll your catch you. face. No. <laughs> 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 we'll catch you later. I don't know how to end this. Fourth dimension of doing mission complete. Decoding next riddle. View RP ships logs for more details. Goodbye so soon. And isn't this a crime? <laughs>